0: Mayo, you made an upgrade to your desk setup. Is that right? That I think everyone's... Incredible stuff. You want to tell us about what you did and why you did it? Well, I
1: used to use this same microphone. It's a Rode Podcaster with a desk stand thing. And it was fine for a while. And then like, I don't know, about eight months ago, people started complaining they could hear this weird drumming banging noise. On the recording, on the show, which was annoying, and I tried various different things, and it never really changed it. And then I wanted to get an arm originally, but my desk is like a, more like a table because I haven't got like a proper desk at the moment, so it wouldn't really fit. So it was a bit of a bit of a nightmare. But then enough people were going to complain, and I was like, okay, let me try something else. So I've jerry-rigged a <laughs> uh, arm, a mic arm, onto like this like sit stand thing I've got isn't really what it's meant to be because now the, like the sit stand bit has to always be elevated because it's not really meant to be used like this but i've basically just like done it as an interim measure and it's quote unquote seems to have worked i've been using the last like two episodes and nobody said that there's the audio the the banging noise anymore so i'm very happy that this 25 pound fix that i got not <laughs> <I> just brownie <laughs> bought off like amazon uh, is doing the job for now probably next year i'll do like a proper office renovation with like a proper desk and stuff and get like a different arm or whatever but this works and for 20 quid it's pretty good it does slip around a little bit but i couldn't really
0: complain for the price your desk in the pictures you've sent me it is the thickest i guess it's a table but it's the thickest thing i've ever seen when i moved
1: to this house i i had this like i had a desk in my old office in the cabin but that's like it was like an old desk someone gave like some parent gave me so it was like you know super heavy wood with like shelves and stuff like you can barely move it so that's still in the cabinet of the old house so what i ended up moving was this like spare table i had which i used to just like put stuff on it's me it's basically like a mini like dining room table really yeah Uh, but it looks nice and it's fine and it works for the job perfectly apart from the fact that the thickness of the table is like nine inches so like no no mic arm will be able to screw onto it
0: so that was originally why i was using the desk mic thing uh but now we have this the problem on our end too is that we use Zoom to record, and Zoom is so good at filtering it out because it filters out like background noise and and like other clicks and clacks. So when I, when I when I started editing the show, I didn't even notice it in the Zoom recordings, but I noticed it in your audio file. So like I can't tell when you're doing it, and I couldn't tell you like, hey, it's really bad right now. We wouldn't know until after the fact. I, I enjoyed the email that blamed it on you. That was a good one. Yeah, that's when Um, I was finally going to tell you, like, you got to do something. I'm I'm, I'm taking the fall here. I'm the brand new host, which is a change for a lot of people. And also they think I'm banging on my desk the whole time.
1: (laughs) I don't even know why it was making noises. Like I wasn't, I was like sitting dead still and it would like make it reverberate or whatever. But anyway, hopefully that's a thing of the past uh, because now I have this arm and it stabilizes the mic in front of me. And as long as I don't accidentally hit it, I'm (laughs) getting animated complaining
0: about the new problem in the TV app, then uh, we'll be all good. <laughs> well, you can get animated about the fact that nine to five Mac did not get an invite to the Apple event, which they announced this week will be September twelfth, with the tagline "Wonderlust." What, what a terrible tagline! You think so? I think it's okay. I think it's the the irony is that the tagline is "Wonderlust," and we'll talk about this in a little bit in a, a little bit later. But wonderlust, when you're about to unveil iPhone 15 Pro with the most boring colors ever, <laughs> what does wonderlust mean in that context? Well, exactly.
1: That's why it's a stupid tagline. It's just like a meaningless word. I mean, literally on their website, the iPhone 14 slogan is "wonderful" with two L's. And oh yeah. Wonderlust. It's like, well, okay. I like the um, like spring forward those kind of ones where they at least have a little bit of a, a pun to them, you know, like. They're pretty good. Wonderlust just seems pretty irrelevant to anything, so not my favourite strapman in the world. The the artwork's kind of cool. Uh, it's like the Apple logo in three D. So you're like it's like a three D Apple, and you can see the bite in like a, an angle. And yeah. it's like this. Um, I guess made it look like particles, kind of, or like sand, or like blue and silver colours and like a cool little like arrangement and when you're looking on the website it's like animated so like the little particles kind of like fly away that's not bad I mean the artwork's never it's still not as good as it used to be like going way back like pre like iOS 7 also was obviously a casualty to UI design but it was also just a casualty to like Apple's exploration in, in like artwork in general and like their website you know design got a lot more plain or whatever and some of the website designs improved i'd say in the last few years it would be it like took a massive dip uh, around ios 7 but the artwork has also changed like before before the ios 7 kind of they'd have like proper photos as art you know and you'd have like a picture of a of a drum kit or a you know guitar when they're announcing like iOS, iphone 9 and like the guitar the the i don't know i don't know there must be an official name for this but like the circle bit in the guitar where the air goes in you know like behind the behind the street, oh yeah yeah that was like one of the um old apple invites was like that circle was like the apple logo and it was like in a guitar it looked like really cool and i'd say i think it's around ios 7 and later they just changed to like here's an apple logo with a slightly different treatment to it <laughs> so and that hasn't
0: changed but uh what year was the ios 7 one i want to find the artwork 7 twenty thirteen. That would have been WWDC twenty twenty three or twenty thirteen. Yeah, twenty thirteen. The WWC
1: of of it was like after that, because like the WWC oh, artwork yeah. for that year was like quite vibrant. It was yeah, like that's
0: cool. it looks good.
1: Yeah, it was like purple and like thin font, um, and it looked kind of cool. But then you go like after that and it's like, here's an Apple logo. Here's an Apple logo. Here's an Apple logo.
0: One thing yeah. you pointed out too is that there's no AR kind of experience for the apple event website this year which they've done for i think like every event every hardware event for a long time for a long yeah. time yeah yeah You like
1: you'd like before it would be like you have a static image and then on your phone if you tapped on it it would launch like an ar object and they were getting more elaborate as the years went on like they would include music and animation and like the iphone 14 one was like a little like portal and you could like step into it and look around it was like pretty cool uh, but this time around they don't have any which is kind of kind of a weird timing yeah. after they just announced their AR headset you know uh but now I, I think maybe like maybe that it's not like a it's just the fact that this the particles animation probably doesn't work too well in like a 3d model so they just haven't bothered with it this time uh because they can make it look good or something it doesn't necessarily have any commentary on you know Apple's commitment to augmented reality no. or anything like that it's just like a the the previous uh, the previous invites would have like a static image and then you tap them to get AR and now they just have like an animation instead.
0: Do you think the artwork hints at anything? It seems like colors probably, and maybe the texture is like meant to be titanium, but I don't think you can read too much into anything else. Yeah, the blue maybe has a bit of a
1: yeah, the bluey gray color maybe. But I think it's just like cool colors to be honest. Yeah, it's like, it's, it's neat the. I think you can, if you're if you're a bit less charitable with the interpretation of the photo, you can see <laughs> an anato- anatomical body part in some in some yeah, uh, yeah. interpretations. Uh, but I think it's all right. It's, it's a it's a decent logo. And when the event like actually ramps up, they'll have it where it's like rotating around and you know yeah. spinning and everything, and it'll look really cool. It's just that one angle makes it uh, slightly less charitable.
0: And an- what did you say? An an ana. An- what body part? Anatomical Anatomical, body part?
1: yeah. It's an interesting way of putting it. It's a, it's a euphemism rather than saying the British, I guess. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. It's uh, avoiding you having to censor anything, you know, giving you less editing yeah. job. Yeah,
0: thank you. I appreciate it. Man, my job's easier now. I don't have to worry about the bumps. You're not going <laughs> to cuss up a storm. It's, life is good. And the event is still virtual, hybrid, whatever, so video then some members of the press, not 9to5Mac, will watch from Steve Jobs Theater. I know you wanted, you want Apple to return to normal live keynotes, but unsurprisingly, yeah, that's I think not the happening. time
1: for them to start doing that was last year's iPhone event. That was like when COVID was like fully gone away and like it felt like the path was clear. And when they didn't do it then, I was like, oh, the time's probably done. Unfortunately, that's a different era now. Like the videos are fine, but I, I do think they're losing the luster like it's not as fun as watching it live you might like i watch it obviously because i like it but like i don't find the actual event presentation interesting very much anymore no, it's, it's like here's the products uh whereas at least before there was like the oh this is how they're presenting it this is because like you could tell the 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 rehearsal and the investment in it, and like the, the the times when it did go awry or or slightly wonky, and like you know you'd have the awkward Anki cars demo at WWC that <laughs> yeah. went far too long. Like those kind of like quirks gave it some character, you know. Or, like when the iPhone X uh, face ID didn't work because the demo's been set up incorrectly. Like there's stuff like that where it's like, oh, you know, you're just never going to get it anymore. Cause it's just like
0: pristine
1: marketing videos
0: from and, a but, from like a coverage standpoint on our end. The videos are so much harder to cover cuz they're so concise and packed so tight and so quick. It's not like you get that casual transition time and the slower demos and stuff like you did during the real keynotes. Well, so cuz like when
1: they did original keynotes, it would be like they'd announce a feature and then you might get like a demo of the feature and then they'd yeah. go back to a slide which had like five bullet points summarizing the feature. Like it gave you so long to like cover it, you know. And then they would move. Then you get clapping in between, and then they move on to another subject. Whereas now it's like boom, 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 um, which probably is more practical for you know the general public. I think moving yeah. to this video format probably makes the videos more enticing and interesting to average people who aren't like covering Apple every day of their lives. So like, this is just you know, oh, that. that so when you see, because obviously we've been covering the iPhone 15 and the everything else for like months, so the years. Yeah, so like it's not really the surprise factor is kind of lost. Whereas I guess if you're watching this like randomly, it's like oh, you know, it's still fun and you get the cool transitions or whatnot. But when I was watching it, it as like an analyst kind of thing, the the exec standing on a stage and talking about it and
0: like crossing over and stuff was was more captivating. Yeah. The animations and or transitions and things they go viral on TikTok like mm. every event. I'm sure that and, and when
1: they first did it, like you know, 2020, 2021. It was like different and new and I was like into it, you know, and they had all those cool, you know, animations running around Apple Park and the big drone shots and everything, but they've kind of run out like there's only so much you can do, you know, so like now it's like the same thing over and over again.
0: And part of it, originally, it was just cool seeing those different parts of Apple Park, but at Mm. this point, I think we've seen everything Apple's willing to show to the public. So we're just recycling different dark rooms. and
1: Yeah, like the last iPhone event, which because they didn't do an October event last year, right? It was just press releases. Yeah. So the September event felt like a carbon copy of the previous year's September event in many ways. And then this year's WWDC also didn't really bring anything new to the table in terms of like the visual flair of the presentation. Um, so that's kind of where my interest in the videos has kind of fallen away because not only is it like... A perfect market video. It's like the same video I saw last year, just with a different product on display. You know,
0: but whatever. That's not the. That's not. (laughs) That's (laughs) inconsequential in the scheme of things,
1: but it's it is a fact.
0: So we're expecting what? Just iPhone 15, iPhone 15 Pro, then Apple Watch Series 9, Apple Watch Ultra 2, then Mark Gurman said this week that USB-C AirPods are scheduled for the event. I assume he's referring to AirPods Pro the second generation
1: i i just assumed like a case like i don't think yeah. they're going to change the airpods they're just going to ship new cases so
0: right but just a just a usbc case for airpods pro not airpods 3 i mean okay. maybe an airpods maybe. 3 one as well maybe
1: I've, i think in a previous report mark mentioned airpods pro specifically right airpods case yeah usbc but like they're not going to come out with a usbc iphone and not have a usbc airpods case like you say that, but... They, they changed the case. They changed the case. They they went to the effort to change the case when they did wireless charging and nothing else. Like, they, they can add, a, they can add a, uh, a USB-C port instead of a in port and ship it, you know?
0: How often do you plug in your AirPods to charge them, though? Because I don't think I've done that, like, at all. I just drop them on a wireless charger.
1: I actually charge them by wire every time.
0: Really? Okay. Not
1: be- Probably not because, like, for any particular reason. It's just where my bed is like i just have a wire there so i just use the wire rather (laughs) than use a wireless charger but to be fair i i i would if it was like perfectly set up in the bedroom or whatever because i'm still i've been in this new house like almost a year at this point but like i still barely like done anything apart from in like two (laughs) rooms so the bedroom's like a complete mess and it only's moving around but in a perfect world it probably would have like a wireless charger bed stand situation you know so that it would get charged on that but i think the reality is most people charge for the wire still like when i go around other people's houses the Qi charger, there might be one Qi charger in the house, but then everything else just has lightning cables
0: coming out the end of it. I think the biggest reason people don't charge their phones with wireless charging is that just the fact that you can't use the phone while it's charging. Mm. People, Yeah, that's why I have
1: a Y next to my bed, because I'm like on my phone in my bed or whatever, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: Then, so with an announcement September 12th, that would mean pre-orders for presumably iPhone, Apple Watch, and AirPods on September 15th and... Shipments arriving September 22nd, but we did see a couple of reports this week that 15 Pro Max could still end up being either delayed or super super supply constrained. I don't know how much it's helpful to read into this, because Ming-Chi Kuo has also said that mass shipments have already started, but my, my interpretation is that it's just going to be supply constrained, which isn't surprising.
1: Yeah, which happens quite a lot, like
0: most years some models are quite low on stock out of the gate right and there's another analyst report that said 15 pro max is expected i think like always again this year to be the most popular model so if it did have some production challenges then it's also going to be the most popular like yeah i don't know how much launch day stock there might be yeah
1: you can tell like very quickly how much stock they have when the pre-orders go up and like if the phone sell out you can very quickly see like Oh, this one was clearly more size supply constrained than this one because the Pro models are obviously in like roughly equal demand on pre order day. And so if Mm -hmm. one goes out like a lot quicker or at least gets pushed back to like October delivery, you can be like, okay, yeah, that one's probably slightly more in demand. Um, Because the the Pro Max thing is specifically related to the periscope lens on the rear camera because that's the exclusive feature for the Pro Max this year. Uh, The the non 6.7 inch phone doesn't get the camera
0: changer. Do you think we'll see anything on Vision Pro? another teaser or like maybe maybe i wouldn't have like, thought so until they published that developer blog post thingy a couple mm. weeks ago i so i feel like the september event would be a good opportunity to like show some different apps or even if it's just a video of developers talking about their vision pro demos instead of the written blog post that would be good yeah like here's you know vision pro is coming just sort of like a vision pro
1: is coming early next year and we're so excited with what developers are already doing with it. You know, here's a three-minute reel of some apps or whatever of, like, cool things or something. You could definitely see that happen. Uh, equally, it doesn't have to happen, you know. Like, yeah. the thing with the Vision Pro is it's still, again, right, a niche product, and it's many months away. Like, they said early next year, but, you know, early could be May. You know, like, we could go through another two events, theoretically, but if they have an October event yeah. and a March event. So uh, it depends on the schedule. Uh, I do think they will have more Vision Pro stuff sometime this year like not necessarily at the event but they'll do like a you know commercial or like a press release again with some video demos or something just to kind of keep it fresh in the mind um but it doesn't necessarily like the one thing i will say about the events being videos is they generally since they changed the video format they keep them quite tight you know like most of them are like an hour long so they're they're not scared to just do like here's an apple watch here's the iphone okay we're done uh they like when when they had to do the big like in-person thing um with you know stage demos and stuff it felt like they would kind of bunch stuff together more and do like three things at once or four things at once but mm-hmm. ever since they switched to the video format they're much more open to just doing two products and leaving uh so it doesn't necessarily mean the vision pro will get time this time around but i if they've if they've like over the summer if they've secured a part a big partner or something you know like either a big game or you know a video service or you know some content or something that they wanted like demo this is like a perfect time to do it in the same way that sometimes they, they start these events with like a tv plus section or something you know like they yeah. they, they have a they have a 10 minute section at the front where they can shove wherever they want to get in front of you before they announce the phones anything else that you think we'll see the only thing that possibly might show up is the ipads right like yeah maybe ipad air ipad mini spec bump kind of situation
0: but that could also be october uh, I think that's going to be October just because otherwise, I don't know if there'll be enough to do an October event. If it's but just. They didn't the... do an
1: event last year in October, so.
0: Yeah. I guess last October, though, the M2 had already been announced at WWDC. So if they want to do a dedicated event for M3, then that would have to be October, November.
1: Yeah. But they don't have to do an event. Not necessarily. It's like M3 is a nice upgrade, but it's. People know what it is, right? It's the same thing, but faster. So. Don't think it has to be an October event, but if there is going to be October event, yeah, the iPads will probably wait till then. The other stuff that we might see is like other USB-C stuff, but it's not necessary. It's not going to get key. Yeah. In, but like you know, the the Magic Mouse as a dumb example is charged via Lightning still, right? The keyboard is Lightning. Um, so if they're going to do the iPhone to USB-C, it's probably about time they they get rid of that stuff too. Obviously, the Macs themselves have been USB-C for a long time, so. They can change the ports there. I'm imagining the new Magic Mouse will look exactly the same. They'll just change the port on the bottom. So that, yeah. can, that
0: can inspire another round of viral,
1: oh, look, it charges from the bottom. <laughs> Stupid uh, situations.
0: but I, I don't think they talk about that on stage. That would be no, a exactly. silent it, update. That would be
1: like on the website, you know, when it when it goes back up.
0: And again, we did not get an invite. So no oh deal. Oh we'll be watching from Maybe home. Maybe next time. We can
1: watch the exact same video from the comfort of our
0: own home. That is true.
1: <laughs> at least when you got the invite to wwc you got the exclusive uh, vision pro situation
0: yeah i guess because i think for press for these events it's pretty much just the keynote then you go to the upper part of steve jobs theater where you go hands-on with in the very crowded room with the new stuff and then you probably get a briefing or two and that's yeah, all it's, it's not as exciting as wwdc but would have been nice to be included apple
1: well, there's there's still two weeks. Maybe maybe they yeah. find they find a space for you. Maybe you can clean the floors for them. How about
0: that? Uh, I'd do it. I'd do it. You can show <laughs> first somebody around, clean the floors, yeah. be somebody's bodyguard. I'm whatever you want, Apple.
1: Happy Hour This Week is brought to you by HelloFresh. HelloFresh delivers fresh, high-quality, pre-portioned ingredients to your door with easy-to-follow recipe instructions so you can make delicious meals easily. Sign up now at hellofresh.com slash 50happyhour and use code 50happyhour for 50% off plus 15% off the next two months. Kickstart a full routine with HelloFresh. HelloFresh takes care of all the meal planning and usual hassles, hassles of grocery shopping so you can cook and enjoy a tasty meal at home. We're always strained in the busy schedule that is daily life. But HelloFresh is one of those handy things that actually does help save you time delivering farm-fresh, pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes to your door. Choose from 40 weekly recipes that suit your lifestyle with a whole menu of recipes for the full season. And it's more than just dinners with the HelloFresh market, you can stock up your fridge with easy breakfasts, quick lunches and fresh snacks. Quality is HelloFresh's priority. Ingredients travel from the farm to home in less than seven days, so you know that they're fresh. Now Chance, I know HelloFresh sent you some recipes to try, so how did you find it?
0: Yeah, they sent me and my wife three different things. There was a crispy buffalo chicken, a Gouda burger, and pork meatloaf, and we've paid for HelloFresh over the years, and we've always been impressed, and yeah, we were impressed again. I think the standout for me was the crispy buffalo spiced chicken. It took only like 30 35 minutes to prepare. And the fact that you get everything just in the box and you don't have to worry about not having a certain ingredient, not having the right spice or sauce that you want, it takes quite a bit off your mind and it quite a bit it makes grocery shopping, like over the weekend, quite a bit easier because you know you have three meals or however many you subscribe to coming in a box that you can make. It's a, it's a great experience. It's easy. And fast and yeah, we liked it.
1: So go to hellofresh.com slash 50 happy hour and use promo code 50 happy hour for 50% off plus 15% off the next two months. That's hellofresh.com slash 50 happy hour for 50% off plus 15% off the next two months. HelloFresh, America's
0: number one meal kit. Thanks to HelloFresh for sponsoring the show. This week, we also had some more leaks on the iPhone 15. So this the primary thing this week was the colors. So first we had some we got we got the color like palettes from a source so we were able to create some renders that pretty accurately represent what colors Apple will op- offer for the 15 and 15 Pro. Then a couple days later we saw dummy units representing again those same colors and those colors are boring i think so would you say the same mayo
1: yeah they're pretty boring i liked your um coverage of the dummy unit a title Fif- yeah iphone 15 iphone 15 pro dummy units show off the most boring color options ever because you've got if you want if you like gray you're uh you're into it yeah but, you're in for a treat yeah <laughs> you've got light gray gray dark gray and bluey gray it's decent summary
0: in the dummy the pictures of the dummy phones it's like hard to tell mm. the difference between each color and obviously some of that's going to be like these are dummy units they're not taken in the best the pictures aren't taken in the best lighting but still these are boring these are very boring
1: yeah the the blue in our renders is a bit more poppy like it looks decent yeah. but on the dummy unit it looks pretty pretty meh uh, i always buy the the black color like the most neutral color there is so i'm not like yeah the oracle when it comes to fun color (laughs) options but i do think a lot of other people do like fun color options and so this lineup is probably the worst and the gray is not what i like which i prefer is like the proper black you know the proper black colors it's like gray so not the greatest lineup of color options and most notably gold is gone right yeah
0: no gold which makes sense i guess when because the gold popped because of the titan the because of the stainless steel around the edges, so gold in titanium—I don't know if that would have worked or if it would have looked very good. I don't know if they would have been able to differentiate gold titanium enough to make it worth it.
1: Yeah, it's it's got to be motivated by materials, because um, the gold, I, the old, the stainless steel golds look pretty good, but because when Apple did titanium on the watches, right, they had, you know, the standard titanium and then like the yeah. the black titanium. Um, they never did like a gold one on the watches and
0: they're not doing a gold one on the phones. There's a one of the counter arguments I've seen like to my headline, which was obviously very negative towards the color options, is that it doesn't matter just because everybody puts a case on their phone. So who cares about the the color? I don't really think that's a fair argument though, because if you're spending 1000 thousand, twelve hundred $1,200 on a phone, I would like to get the a color that looked good, whether I had a case on it or I didn't. And of course, Apple sells a clear case for the iPhone that's actually very, very popular. So you put a clear case on a phone that already looks boring. The clear case makes it even more muted. I don't... I hate the
1: clear case because it's got that stupid um, white bit for the MagSafe strip. It looks terrible, I I think. I think it looks cool. Nah, 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 the the clear case with that line in the circle is like, "Mm, no thank you.
0: Well, it's very in with the younger generation and the celebrities, Mayo, so what the clear case is yeah it's popular it's like a status symbol when somebody's taken like a mirror picture of themselves you know like with oh because
1: it shows the logo off yeah shows the yeah. logo
0: and people like the magsafe ring and you're just not in i think room. the magsafe ring is so ugly right, but there
1: you go
0: and then for the 15 and 15 plus i think the colors are a little bit better maybe slightly there's black kind of a mint green a blues kind of purple kind of very light color than yellow and pink i think the pink is going to be popular
1: yeah the pink looks pretty good the other colors they i I prefer the previous like iphone 12 iphone 13 where they're a lot more punchy you know those kind of shades these ones look pretty muted but isn't the um am i making this up isn't the backs of the iphone 15 um the same back as the
0: pros this year am i making am i wrong about that that was rumored, I think, rumored. by one source. And I don't think we've heard anything about it since. I, I've i been operating under the assumption that that's not. That was just wrong. Because I think that rumor also said that the 15 Pro would have a glossy back, like the non-pro mm, phones yeah, now. True. And that hasn't been in any of the dummy units or any of the. Other leaks we've seen. So I don't we'll think we'll see. That's but a maybe problem. that, I mean, that, because that just popped
1: on me now is maybe motivation where they're going with pale colors. Because when they ever did the pro phones, they do pay your colors and they did it matte. And so now yeah. if you're doing matte on the lower end phones, maybe that's, they're like, oh, it's got to be matte now because that's what we like, you know. The other complete speculation, if I'm just throwing out wild theories, Johnny Ive quit in 2019, right? Yeah. These, this is probably the first generation of phone that his team had no, like the Johnny Ive leadership had no involvement with. You Three think years, Johnny Ive, like. You think Johnny I think I... I was like gold?
0: Oh, gold! Yeah, yeah. That's I what he liked did. gold. Twenty five thousand dollar gold Apple Watch was all. Yeah, hundred
1: percent. The gold Apple Watch was his idea. Like he pushed for that, um, and I think he liked it on the on the phones as well. And now he's not here, and now there's no more gold anymore. So just just putting it out there, you know.
0: Because the iPhone ten wasn't in gold, but was, it was the XS the... S that started gold. Yeah, but the iPhone ten was meant to be in gold. Is that when we saw like the FCC leak? There was an FCC leak of where yeah they had a gold version, but they also didn't ship it. Because that that was the iPhone 10s in gold. That was a good looking phone with the rounded edges, and that looked nice. But no gold this year. Are you buying a phone this year, Mayo? Nah, or, no. The
1: I don't like the biggest size, right? Because it's too big. That's right. Yeah. And so in the I, I have the iPhone 14 Pro, the iPhone 15 Pro situation what we're we going to get faster chip, USB-C and
0: these wonderful colors and
1: these wonderful colors. Yeah, like I mean the cu- the cameras obviously going to get improved across the board, but the big camera upgrade is going to be the zoom right. periscope lens on the on the Max. And USB-C, I really i mean I'll, I'll take it when i eventually upgrade my phone again right but like i'm not like jumping at the bit you know i'm not like gonna <laughs> buy a whole phone just to change the port at the bottom because what do i have in my life right now loads of lightning cables so like yeah. i'm not particularly fussed about the whole, whole situation and i think that sentiment is going to be even more fierce in the general public like I, i'm on the i'm on the side of the USB C backlash is gonna is gonna be people are gonna be mad about it yeah me um, too yeah i mean I'm, I'm sure these phones will be just as popular as last year's phones but Year-over-year upgrade-wise, they're not particularly appealing
0: to me, you know. I'll get I'll get a 15 Pro Max just because I'm on the iPhone upgrade program, so mm-hmm. I pay a little bit extra every month to upgrade anyway. But I don't know which of these colors I'll choose. I'll, I might choose silver. I have the Space Black 14 Pro Max, so I think I'll lean towards either the silver or the blue.
1: The blue on our renders looks pretty good, but yeah. if it's like the blue of like... Um, starlight kind of blue like in real life then I wouldn't bother with it too much you know
0: one thing I know I am going to do this year is get more storage last year I got 128 gigabytes and iOS keeps you
1: out. You I didn't out. cheap
0: out I bought whatever was in stock for day one availability <laughs> and they iOS keeps offloading all my apps and I can't I was in Target the other day and I wanted to go to the Target app to find what aisle something was in and the stupid app had been offloaded so then i re-downloaded it and usually when an app gets offloaded like you stay signed in when you re-download it mm. but not the target app apparently <laughs> i was like trying to log in and it said your password's incorrect you've been locked out and it was a whole mess i ended up just wandering around the store until i found what i was looking for Look, if you're paying for a
1: phone, you've got to pay. you got to pay to upgrade it because twelve Apple cannot stand there with only eleven hundred dollars in your money. You got to pay the twelve hundred dollars oh, yeah. so you have enough storage. And this year, you might be paying thirteen hundred dollars because there's a rumor of the price
0: is going up. Has there been rumors of a ba- the base storage going up? I don't Some think- people
1: have suggested that, but hasn't been like confirmed. I saw some people like, well, the, they're going to put the base storage... like the, the, the price is going up, but also the base storage is going up as like a justification. But I don't think that's been verified by anybody of legitimacy. I, I'm currently expecting the price to go up and the base storage to remain the same.
0: And the story for iPhone 15 cases is kind of interesting. So it seems like we won't get at least what we've come to know as Apple leather cases. Instead, they're going to do like a woven leather imitation style case, which... Presumably the reason for this is it's better for the environment and sustainability. We've seen a lot of car makers move away from what traditional leather in favor of different sort of alternatives. I like the Apple leather case, and I've bought it pretty much every year since it's been available. So I'm kind of sad about this. And Some of the leaked images we've seen of this new woven style leather alternative case, I think looks good, but it doesn't look as nice as what we have now. I think the leaked images are of dump of like clones, though. Like, usually the clones are pretty accurate, though. They scrums. are, to
1: be fair, they are pretty good, but they're not like perfect, you know. And I can imagine, especially for like the first year of a brand new material, that like whatever's leaked out to the factory that's copying them is maybe not like one hundred percent accurate right now or something. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I think there is scope there for it to look better on the official cases. Because I'm not make I'm not denying the fact that they they're getting rid of leather and they're going to do a woven case. But the pictures of the leaked case are, are clones, right? Like they're not the yeah. actual Apple cases. So I don't want to like look at them and like make a judgment on the material because this is the first year that they're copying them, right? It's not like they've been doing. It's like when if you've been doing leather for ten years in a row, the Chinese clones get very good at it. But like <laughs> if this is the first year of a new of a new attempt, it might not be hundred percent accurate. So I'll, I'll hold judgment. Um, I'm fine with you know I, I use the leather case, but. I understand the environmental situation and, you know, killing cows for no reason doesn't seem very in tune with that. And it also helps with Apple's, like, net-neutral goals for carbon and everything. So uh, I'm down with them changing changing it. I, I, don't, I don't mind too much. Uh, I'm sure a woven kind of alternative
0: would be pretty close. And then alongside the Series 9 and the Ultra 2, there's been a couple rumors of a new band option that has been described as weaved fabric materials and a magnetic buckle. So it's kind of like the modern buckle that Apple has sold since, I think, the original Apple Watch. But that band is only available for the smaller version. And obviously, it's leather. And if Apple's discontinuing leather cases, it would make sense to also replace this band Mm. with something that's woven, but also still has like the... The magnetic buckle style design.
1: Yes, Apple's Apples done on leather. And they're not doing leather anymore. So it would be interesting to see whether they, um, like, because they still sell, like, at the moment, they sell,
0: like, leather sleeves, and right, for, like, the MacBooks and stuff. Do they still sell those? I think so. I know they are, like, in, yeah, they do. Well, apparently they still sell a leather sleeve for the 12 inch MacBook. <laughs> so if you want that, Maybe they didn't
1: make, maybe they still sell the sleeves they've got, but they didn't make new ones for like the newer
0: products. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. So remember they also made the, like the leather sleeve thing for the iPhone 12? Oh, that MagSafe thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, Yeah, that weird accessory. That had like
0: the cutout or whatever on the front for the camera. I haven't seen anybody use that in real (laughs) life. No. Nope. It doesn't look like they actually sell those leather sleeves anymore, unless I can't find the listing. 12-inch Maybe MacBook 1 is sold out, so sorry yeah. about that.
1: Well, those leather sleeves are like $200 each or something. Insane, yes, so sir. They were crazy priced. Uh, I am interested. I'm probably getting a new watch this year. Oh, yeah. I forgot yeah. about that. So, the... Because, I mean, the Series 4 is getting old. The battery says I need to service the battery. The performance on WatchOS 10 is not great it is slightly better on these most recent betas i would say than when we last talked about it on the show when it was like literally terrible and like clicking everything would take seconds to do anything so it is better than that so it's probably like you know in the acceptable range to ship if you see what i mean to like people Mm -hmm. that do use it but you can definitely feel it chugging a little bit and the fact that i haven't got like the extra millimeter screen size does bug me a little bit and you know it's been a while so i guess i'll be upgrading the watch this year Probably not getting too many, like, cool improvements from this cycle because we've literally heard it's going to get the, the performance boost and then that's it. So it's not the greatest year to upgrade, but I feel like, you know, it's the time's about right. And the, obviously, the Apple Watch X rumors have given me some pause, but that might not be coming out to 2025. Yeah. And even if it does, it might not be and it might only start on the bigger model side, like the ultra size. We don't know for sure yet that it's going to come to the small sizes immediately. So... Probably upgrade the watch this Christmas time, you know, like this, this
0: full season time and you just take get improvements from the last five years. Yeah. <laughs> do you have stainless, you have aluminum right now, don't you? I have aluminum, yeah, I buy the cheapest one because
1: I like again. wearing a watch that I don't mind it, like I don't mind too much if it, if I break, do you know what I mean? Like if yeah. I wear a more expensive one and then I, f- I feel like I have to baby a lot more. So I just wear the cheapest one with the same band that I came with, the the the, the sport, sport band, normal sport band, um whatever it's called that thing uh since like since it came the bands lasted the entire five years i've been pretty happy with it yeah you only have one band in five yeah. years wow yep. well what what would what you need more bands for fashion <laughs> you gotta get yeah, that, that, that's where you lose me you see <laughs> <laughs> oh. like, i'd literally just buy the black watch black band it fits with anything i wear
0: you know i was trying Drop to them. get you before we started recording you got to buy a tux for I don't can you say what event you're going to next week? Yeah, time?
1: yeah, yeah. So I'm just going to a screening of Killers of the Flower Moon in October. Yeah,
0: hey, you gotta get a tuxedo. You gotta dress yeah, the part.
1: That's not really my style. It's not, how about I buy the Apple Watch Edition Ultra for that one thing and then I'll return it a week
0: later. No. Yeah. That I can <laughs> I can get on board with that. <laughs> no. Jumping back to the leather thing real quick, I just remembered that they sell the leather wallet. Thing the MagSafe wallet thing that slaps on the back of your phone. I wonder if we'll see a new version of that too. Because those things seems are like it. it seems like very, they're
1: trending away from leather
0: from real. Those leather. things are very popular. Do you do you use one of those? I don't. I don't. I, I have use a separate wallet. I use it and I love it. It's the biggest benefit of MagSafe, I think.
1: I've thought about it. I've thought about it, but I carry like cash and stuff, and it won't fit uh, in that yeah. slim thing. So. Yeah, it doesn't like if you if you've only got cards it's pretty good mm-hmm. but if you want to like shove i shove all sorts of money and stuff in there so i kind of need a separate wallet
0: all sorts of money i forgot your big baller I, I with mean, all the I money mean, you <laughs> save from not
1: buying watch bands and yeah i've got all those pound coins and change right making a big old hole <laughs> in my pocket yeah <laughs> yeah happy hour this week is also sponsored by backblaze The proposition for Backblaze is simple. Everyone needs to back up their stuff. And Backblaze is exactly that. Unlimited computer backup for Macs, PCs, and businesses. Just $7 a month. Get a free trial now at backblaze.com slash happy hour. Back up your documents, your music, photos, videos, projects, homework, everything that's on your Mac. And then if disaster does strike, you can restore it all with ease. And it's not just about data recovery. All of your backed up data is also easily viewable from anywhere in the world using Backblaze's web app, and they have iOS and Android apps too. As a cloud service, Backblaze is super convenient, but in the case when you do need to get everything back, you might not want to rely on your ISP's download speeds. And so Backblaze has a solution for that too. You can buy a hard drive restore from them, in which they will ship you a drive filled with your data, so you can get your terabytes of data copied off, And then you simply send back the hard drive within 30 days for a full refund. What a great idea. Backblaze is easy and affordable data storage that you can trust. Start your free, fully featured free trial now at backblaze.com slash happy hour. No credit card required. And if you own a business, you can click on their business backup section on that page to start backing up your business data as well. Don't be the person that forgets to back up your important files. Back up your entire Mac now with Backblaze. Once again, go to backblaze.com slash happy hour for a fully featured 15-day free trial. Backblaze.com slash happy hour. Use that URL so they know where you
0: came from and continue to support the show. Thanks to Backblaze for sponsoring Happy Hour. Speaking of the imitation leather for the iPhone cases and accessories for environmental reasons, Mark Gurman at Bloomberg reported this week that Apple is going to start using 3D printing technology, possibly starting as soon as with some of the Apple Watch Series 9 models that ship this year. So what Gurman explained is that this can lead to increased production speed and also lowering the environmental impact of production. So he said, this is super technical to me at least. The print is made with a powdered substance which afterward goes through a process called centering that uses heat and pressure to squeeze the material into what feels like traditional steel. The exact design cutouts are then milled like in the previous process. I don't really know what that means, but it sounds like this is going to be a win-win across the board. sounds like customers won't see a difference
1: yeah i think the end customer is meant to it's meant to look identical it's just a way to optimize the production process that will eventually save apple money and improve the environment because you're using less resources up front because and my knowledge of this is not great but if you think back to the do you remember the like the original apple watch they had those videos of them milling out the cases do you remember those oh, things yeah they have, like the, the yeah. aluminum one the steel one and the gold one and basically these videos they'd like have, they'd have a huge block of material that then they, they, they like mill out this tiny little watch or you know like 20 watching guts out of and then they like do the fine tooth comb to like make it actually look like a watch right well basically if you're doing a 3d printing process you don't need to start with that huge aluminum block and like Cut it out and have waste that then has to be recycled and reused, which obviously uses up energy in the process. Carbon, blah 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 blah. Instead, you can just like 3D print the exact shape in a much smaller design. So like you know, rather than starting with a one meter block, you start with like a five inch block, you know. And mm-hmm. then so then that process just means you're using less waste, using less resources to make the thing, uh, less excess aluminiums used, and it will be cheaper for Apple to make per unit eventually. Obviously, right now what they're testing this thing. The costs are quite high. I think German said that the test run for the Apple Watch Series 9, the production costs have got down to the point they've done a lot of upfront investment, but per unit, they will now be the same as the old way of doing it. And then in the future, when they ramp this up, it will be cheaper. So it improves their margins. Uh, it sounds like the not, it's not like every Apple Watch Series 9 will be made using this process. They're doing like mm-hmm. a test run. And then if it's successful, those will start being sold to consumers you know sometime this year maybe starting in early 2024 uh, beginning with some apple watch series 9 models then moving on to like the titanium apple watch ultra and you know with a view in the long course of time to move to iphones and ipads and other products too but they're trialing it with the apple watch and it sounds sounds pretty good as long as the end result is basically uh, indistinguishable then you might as well do something that is better for the environment and
0: obviously it's better for apple's bottom line and he says, too, that it's going to start with the stainless steel version of the Apple Watch Series 9, not the aluminum. Yes, that's a good point, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, that's even lower volume. And Yeah, he zoom. said that, that that process, they haven't figured out how to do it
1: with aluminum yet. So, yeah. they're doing it with the steel,
0: yeah. He said 10% of Apple Watch sales are the stainless steel, which I've never heard that statistic before. That That's
1: how, higher than I'd guess, yeah. Yeah. So uh, well, I see,
0: I think it's lower. Oh
1: No, so many people just buy the cheapest one, like, by a mile. Everything you see advertised, all the sales, you know, around Christmas and everything, they're always sport models. So 10% is in the vicinity of what... I'd have probably guessed, like, 5%, to be honest. Yeah, I think you're right. Mm. Like, uh, the iPhone's, like, the only Apple product where the expensive one is the most popular, you know? Like, the iPad, the cheapest iPad is the most popular. I think even on AirPods, like, the base AirPods are more popular than AirPods Pro. Like, it's just... The iPhone's
0: where that, that inverts. And there are, the iPhone only inverts because nobody pays full price for an iPhone.
1: Yeah, exactly. The, Everybody there's, finances there's it dynamics there, it, and, yeah. the, and the the smartphone is just like such a different product, right? Like, it's so essential to people's lives. It's like a different thing.
0: Then, Gurman in his Power On newsletter also once again said that there's a new version of the iPad Pro coming in early 2024, mid 2024. And basically, he describes this as the first big change to the iPad Pro since 2018. Two models, one with an 11-inch screen and one with a 13-inch screen. So that seems to mean the 12.9-inch model is going to get very, very slightly bigger. Those displays will also be OLED. Current 12.9-inch uses mini-LED, and the 11-inch still uses the older LED backlighting which i think that oled screen switch is going to be the biggest the biggest change and probably the biggest reason most people who have been clinging on to a 2018 ipad pro will update yeah oled screens look nice but beyond that it doesn't it's i don't know what else they can change or what else what else like what needs to be changed about the design of the 2018 ipad pro yeah like
1: it's a soft like the the, the the issues with the iPad Pro are not really the hardware, you know. Like maybe move the camera around so it's on the other it's on the other side, right? So it's in the it's in the landscape orientation, like not portrait. Uh, but That's true. Like the base model. There's not much they can the, the, the twenty eighteen iPad Pro is pretty good design, you know, like
0: they made it too good. What, yeah, <laughs> There's an argument some people have made. That's
1: yeah, and there was some rumors for a while they were doing they were going to do like glass back with wireless charging and stuff, but that has kind of fallen away a little bit. Yeah, and at least government doesn't really reiterate that here. Uh, OLED is a pretty big draw though,
0: to be fair. OLED's
1: expensive too, so they it is, but Samsung have been shipping OLED tablets for many years at prices way cheaper than the iPad Pro is, so I don't think it's. Uh on um, um
0: uh it's not an obstacle you know they can um, yeah that if they want to then m3 chip inside just like we expected but what stood out most to me in germans report is a new magic keyboard so the magic keyboard hasn't changed since 2020 so it has the keyboard and the trackpad and then it uses like the the cantilever design mechanism thing that allows the ipad to float kind of above the keyboard so he just says a revamped Magic Keyboard with a larger trackpad. It'll look even more like a laptop than the current setup. This is, again, it's like the 2018 iPad Pro. I don't know how, what exactly they can change with the Magic Keyboard without making like design compromises in other ways.
1: Yeah, the the only obvious thing is like the function key row, which the that, iPad yeah. mm-hmm. the iPad Air gets right, like or the the base iPad. Sorry, got with its new um, keyboard thing keyboard accessory
0: and the iPad Pro doesn't have that so that's like the obvious thing they can bring to it uh, but, but if you're making the trackpad bigger and also going to try to cram in a function row that's I don't know if how the what the geometry of that how you yeah. can
1: fit that yeah that's a fair point that's a fair point the way he says it makes it look m- even more like a laptop kind of suggests that they're going to change the the way it floats in front like because that kind of makes it look not like a laptop if you know what I mean like yeah the, If they do a more traditional like kickstand kind of situation or that kind of, you know, you know what I mean? Like a more classic. Like a Microsoft Surface style Yeah, like the way the Surface thing does. Yeah. Uh, I like the cantilever look and I think it has some cool advantages. Like if you use it as like a desk iPad, you can like snap it in and then just like take the iPad without the case and just like magnetically Mm -hmm. detach it and stuff. Uh, So I think that's kind of unfortunate if that's going away. I thought that was kind of cool, but... Maybe they, if they can do that, then they can fit a row of function
0: keys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, that might be the, uh, the the compromise there. And so, speaking of things you might actually buy, you don't have an iPad, and I think you've talked about maybe upgrading or yeah, uh, upgrading, upgrading from nothing. Yeah, yeah. joining.
1: The I, I haven't bought an iPad for a long time. Like, I couldn't really find a. I think my last iPad was the 2015 iPad Pro, so it's going quite far back. The problem was as much as the ipad 2018 ipad pro was really cool all i was doing on my ipad was like watching some video and browsing twitter and so it was like hard to justify buying a whole new ipad just to do that again uh, in the same way Uh, and like the laptops are so good now that i just take that downstairs if i want to do that something i do kind of want like an ipad but
0: an ipad with oled that would be like that's going to be a great like movie tv show device
1: It is. is it is it's also gonna be expensive, expensive you know? like yeah. it's so hard to justify that just for like you know practically i don't watch it in the living room because i've got an actual tv in there right that i, yeah. that I like i you don't broken it in the, the office because I've got my laptop with you know external display so really it's like the bed computer <laughs>
0: it's like <laughs> do i really computer. want to pay
1: a grand for a bed computer it's like when i do actually because what i do now is i just watch it on my phone so it's like
0: you know, it's oh. not that
1: far apart. It's like, well, you're getting 10 extra inches, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. We'll see. We'll see.
0: So you lay in bed and watch like movies and TV shows on your phone?
1: No, I mostly watch like YouTube or whatever. YouTube. Like, okay, that's better. I, I'm, if I'm watching TV shows and movies, I'm watching downstairs in like the proper TV, you
0: know. Watch I mean, Killers yeah. of the Flower Moon on your iPhone. Yeah,
1: no, I'd watch that like downstairs. So like when I say like video, I mean like podcasts and like YouTube and like. You know, maybe some casual like documentary style stuff. But if I'm watching like proper TV, I watch them downstairs on the big TV. And I don't travel that much, so like the iPad's like a great yeah. travel computer, but like I don't really go anywhere, so <laughs> doesn't really doesn't really come up that often. We'll see, we'll see. I mean, I do kinda want one, but I then just what I kinda want is like an iPad Air with like promotion. Yeah. <laughs> That'd that's... make me happy, you know? Like a middle a mid range iPad with a high refresh rate screen.
0: I have the 2022, the M2 version of the 12.9 inch. It's a review unit from Apple. That's so expensive. I don't think even I could justify buying it. But
1: that's the thing. I like the biggest. The, the, like if I was gonna get an iPad Pro, I'd probably want the big one. And then yeah. like the price just gets so high. The
0: the 11 inch becomes more enticing when it has the same screen as the big one. Yeah. Right now fair, they're yeah. they're different. But yeah, I mean, what is it? Start? Does this start at a thousand now or ten ninety nine? I think it's ten ninety nine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's more than a MacBook Air. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That's hard.
1: So yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see when the time comes around.
0: Something else I wanted to kind of talk about with you because when I put this in Slack, you had some opinions, and I have some opinions. Is Philips Hue is entering the smart camera market for the first time, and I think we're in agreement that they've. Really, really missed the mark here. Is that about what you're thinking? Yeah, it's not great. It's, I mean, Hue stuff is always expensive, but this is
1: expensive and quite late to the game. And from the perspective of the Apple user, uh, obviously it doesn't have HomeKit, right? So it's that's like a big, a big, a big uh, draw. I like Philips Hue stuff in general. I'm, I definitely call myself a customer. So like my kitchen lights. Or fit hue lights because they're leds they're like really high quality uh I've tried other smart home um light stuff and like the brightness is never as good the color reproduction is never as good the the range of dimming is not as good the responsiveness isn't as good so like and you do pay a premium like the hue the hue bulbs are not cheap yeah but they do work uh and so far they've lasted a, a while like I bought some non smart just like plain cheap LED bulbs uh two years ago and they died within like 15 months i was like well mm-hmm. uh yeah that wasn't great but this camera situation uh doesn't seem very enticing <laughs> if you want, if you want, to, be, if you want yeah. to be kind
0: so it's 1080p has microphones has motion detection just like every other every other smart camera on the market but where things get bad is the pricing like you said So it's $200 for a wired version or $250 for a battery version. But if you want a stand, which I don't know what it ships with without the stand. I don't know. I think it ships with something that's like not adjustable. But if you want an adjustable what they call desktop stand, it's $30 if you buy it when you buy the camera or $50 if you buy it separately. Then you also need a subscription. Every year, so it's forty dollars a year per camera for thirty day video history, or per camera. Yeah, per camera. <laughs> per or it, camera. It's that's ridiculous. A hundred dollars a year for sixty day video history, again per camera. That's an investment. That's an in- <laughs> You're looking at three hundred dollars at least in the first year. Oh, and you also need the Phillips Hue Bridge thing, and that's another fifty bucks that's a lot of money for something that i don't know i don't know i don't know what's different it's worse in some ways too yeah
1: if you don't like obviously there's no home kit right if you don't care about home kit you can get really cheap security cameras you know yeah you can get them for like 50 dollars, probably less like you know if you really if you want to go on your own you can do like a whole Home video security thing connected up to like a Synology server or something. They have like apps and clients that do it. Yeah. But you don't need to be that complicated. You can literally buy like Bluetooth, Wi Fi cameras that you can just like get an app for and it I mean, really, they're really inexpensive. Yeah. Eufy
0: sells an indoor camera that has HomeKit and HomeKit secure video. It's, I think it's on sale on Amazon right now for like 40 bucks. I have yep. two of those in my house and they're flawless. So what it's just... I don't see the market for this Philips U thing.
1: And they have an outdoor version. it, yeah,
0: you know, $350. Is,
1: yeah, that has a floodlight in it. That's mm-hmm. 350 Uh Again, still no HomeKit or anything. I use uh, an EVE Outdoor Cam, which you can find a review on 9 5 mac It's really good. I, I mean, I did the review in like February and I'd still stand by it today. It's super reliable. Works with HomeKit. You know, you get pretty fast notifications recording. The, the HomeKit... Um, object detection is pretty good it can like detect Mm -hmm. people and packages and animals and if like a person and a package at the same time the notification says here's the person and the package and most of the time the face recognition works as well like and it it never it's never really like not worked I think there was like twice where like HomeKit kind of glitched out so like it didn't connect to the camera but you just like flick the power on it and turn it back on it comes back it's like it's really hard to beat and it's that's $250 so it's $100 less and there's no additional subscription, like, because you just get it as part of the iCloud
0: plan. I think what Philips Hue is trying to do here is create, like, a whole ecosystem of security, like, products, because they also announced some contact sensors that you, like, put on a door or a cabinet, and you get an alert if it's left open. Then they updated the Philips Hue app with a new, they call it Security Center, <laughs> where you can manage your cameras and all your sensors and the thing is, the Philips Hue app—I don't—it's not great. It's gotten a little bit better, but I still—I have actively avoid opening it because it still has that problem where, if you like, make one change in the Philips Hue app and, like, it doesn't sync properly with the Home app. Like, it'll, oh, it
1: like messes it like yeah. So basically, yeah. if you change something in the Philips app, it will move all of your Philips HomeKit connected accessories to rooms in the Home app based on the right. room yep. names in the Hue app, but. If you've moved, like, if you have if you do all your management of your accessories in the home app, so you've, like, moved it to a different room or you've, you know, renamed it or whatever, the Philips app has no awareness of that, so it just resets it consistently. It's, like, terrible. Yeah.
0: I have two Philips Hue bulbs that have died recently, and I've been avoiding replacing them just because I know I'm, like, scared it's going to be a huge hassle. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I guess we should also say Philips Hue Matter support for their bridge, which practically speaking, I don't think that really means anything because Philips Hue already support the idea of Matter is that it's like interoperable between HomeKit and Alexa and Google Home, but the Hue bridge already supports all of those platforms. So I don't really know what the benefit here is. I guess better maybe better reliability and speed. If your other or other smart home accessories are Matter enabled, but am I missing something? I mean, there's a theoretical,
1: Mm. but there's a theoretical benefit that if some now that the Matter is like an open standard, right? Theoretically, somebody else could come along with a smart assistant and automatically work with that without having to, you know, get proprietary support from every manufacturer. But practically speaking, I don't think it's going to happen. So, (laughs) if your stuff already (laughs) supported your smart assistant of choice, then it's kind of irrelevant. And the the um, the HomeKit situation is like Matter is HomeKit just. Open sourced, right? So like the benefits right. of HomeKit are like you know easy setup with the QR code and local um, device control. Like the the Google and Amazon and Alexa implementations would always go over the internet and stuff. So if you get if you if you use the Matter versions on those platforms, you do actually get a bit of a performance boost. But like if you're already doing it through HomeKit, there's no difference at all. So yeah, for Apple HomeKit users, if something suddenly supports Matter is like kind of irrelevant. Matter right. only really matters if there's something that didn't support home before and now it supports matter
0: so you can add it to the home app and we should say also that just because the bridge now supports matter that doesn't mean anything for the cameras because the matter standard doesn't currently support cameras if that Correct. makes any sense at all but yeah the matter standard is still limited to like lights and switches
1: and thermostats and stuff there's no camera support and Part of that is because a lot of these companies, as we just spoke about, want to charge you for camera features like
0: recording and stuff. So I don't think they're that keen on just making it open and free. One of the benefits of, I guess, what Philips Hue has done with their cameras is that they are end-to-end encrypted. And some of the internet-connected cameras that come from other brands that don't feature home secure video, I think it was, was it Eufy that had that big privacy? And I just said I use it UFI cameras, but I use them with HomeKit secure video, which means I don't interact with UFI itself or UFI servers or anything at all. You, I think I use the UFI app to connect, then immediately move to HomeKit and enabled HomeKit secure video, which is end-to-end encrypted. But I don't think that that justifies the price at all, nor does it justify the subscription. No, this isn't a great...
1: Like 40 th- dot, like even if the... the- products were like perfectly competitive $40 a year per camera is like a no go like
0: how much is home so expensive it's, or home yeah how much is home secure video it's like well it's just free isn't it it's included if you iCloud. pay You're, yeah yes yeah, so
1: you have to pay for iCloud and then it's there's no extra charge but
0: that's it's fine. limited to what three cameras and no no, no you, it's
1: unlimited if you get the uh, if you get the top line. tier yeah 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 but even the top tier iCloud is $10 a month
0: yeah <laughs> And, and you a, other. that's things. giving you iCloud yeah. storage,
1: you know, like <laughs> 40 dollars a year for one camera is like mental. Like, you need, if, you give, if you get three Philips Hue cameras, you're paying more than a one terabyte iCloud plan or two, yeah. sorry, two terabyte iCloud plan. And you're not even getting any storage, you know, it's like.
0: I don't know if Philips Hue is long for this smart home world. Their lights are good. Because they were, their lights are good, but A, they're expensive. And other lights have gotten a lot better now that there's thread and matter.
1: That is true. That is true.
0: And Philips Hue also still requires the bridge, which is another barrier of entry. I think a lot of people like like me have a big Philips Hue system because when we like started a smart home, it was the best option. It was expensive, but it was the best option. But since then, if I was doing it all over again, I wouldn't even buy smart bulbs. I would buy smart switches.
1: Yeah, you do like Lutron cassette or something.
0: Yeah, exactly. So I don't. I'm trying to think what Philips Hue offers. Like some of their like accent lighting things. Which, if you think the camera is expensive, those some of those accent lighting oh, things I know, are yeah. Some insane. of the lighting
1: stuff is mental
0: as well. But I just feel like matter and thread and all of that hasn't isn't very good news for Philips Hue.
1: Yeah, they've got
0: an ecosystem, right?
1: Like people living in it, people with a lot of money. Can give them. Can probably keep them bobbing along for a while. And if they want to get a bit more competitive, they can just make the same bulbs and just make a matter of exclusive. You know, like yeah, there's a path to existing, but the the Philips Hue Bridge situation probably won't last forever. um But it does. I can't. You know, I can't deny their reliability. Like yeah, they're pretty fast to respond. They always work. Um. And if you don't have a home kit or anything, they you can just do, use their remotes and they control the lights directly. Like you don't have to go through a bridge or a relay or anything. So, and the LEDs are pretty good. Like they're pretty good quality. So, they're they're definitely a premium option. They're like the the the, the, the Philips Hue prices are like what Apple would price their bulbs at. Yeah, <laughs> they true. Sold Apple bulbs, you know. Do,
0: you've made a couple other smart home upgrades since you moved. Because it's not all Philips Hue, is it? You've got a couple other things
1: yeah i got some i got some motion i got an Eve. i got the eve outdoor camera right so oh that was yeah, one, yeah that was one of them i got eve motion sensor which drives uh the hue cameras in the kitchen which i did ah. speak about the um magic occupancy uh home bridge thing we spoke oh, about yeah. that on i believe on episode happy hour before uh you joined uh but there is there is a post on if i Mac about that as well Oh yeah, and I got Hugh I did get Hugh um living room ceiling lights, which were like hundred pounds each, so they weren't cheap either. Oh. But they do work and they do look pretty nice. So yeah, I think I think that's only it. I I probably don't plan on buying anything else from Hugh. Like I literally did the kitchen lights because they're like recessed spotlights, so like there's literally no other choice. Um and then this the living room was like the main room that I wanted to like look nice, so I like paid extra to have it good. But like the other rooms I'll probably just do like um, the, the the problem with the, the problem with the UK is we don't have like a good Lutron cassette alternative right now. Oh,
0: that's right. Yeah,
1: yeah. There is one, but it's um, there is one called Lightwave, which I have used, uh, and it's not bad. But you can't. the The big issue for Britain is the lack of neutral wiring at the switch, so you have to use dimming bulbs, and the dimming non-hue bulbs are kind of rubbish. Uh, so, like yeah. in America, you can just have lights that turn fully on and off, right? Because you've got the circuitry behind the switch. Uh, but over here, we don't really have that, so it's a bit more of a mess. Uh, so, hue is a more attractive option, i.e., or alternatives that just you know do it at the bulb level or whatever. And so, what
0: about smart locks? Mm, don't have any smart locks. That's another UK difference, isn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah. There isn't the the I can't. Uh, the, the, there's some name for the kind of lock that's on my front door. And it's not the kind of lock that works with yeah. the, the smart lock situations at the moment. So if I wanted to get that, I'd have to get a whole new door, uh, which isn't really
0: a practical,
1: practical <laughs> yeah.
0: Do you have a smart lock then? Yes, I have three smart locks. One on the front door, it's the older version of the August. So it's the August 2, second generation maybe. It connects to the the little hub thing that you plug into the wall which is like the Wi-Fi bridge, I guess. But then on another door we have, on both of their doors, we have the newest August 3 smart lock, I think is what it's co- called. But it has Wi-Fi built in, so you don't need the bridge. All of those are are rock solid with HomeKit and Siri and everything. I had the f- – remember that brand Friday? Yeah. They made that smart lock that was like quote-unquote stylish, and it, people said it was – like if Apple made a smart lock and that thing sucked. That thing was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> the re- the reliability was awful. I'm trying I think they went out of business or too many returns. Something probably. happened. But you can still buy one apparently. I can say I would not recommend it. They sent me one and I didn't I mentioned it in a post I did and I was like I can't recommend this. <laughs> and they got kind of mad and I don't and I was like it just doesn't work well with HomeKit and it only works via HomeKit. Although now their website is, says coming soon new product release. Ooh. So maybe they're still alive.
1: Maybe they're trying again. Yeah, the the HomeKey ones are more compelling.
0: Cuz yeah, now I don't have one of those, but I I don't necessarily see the benefit of HomeKey if you just have like I don't know, like automation set up to unlock the doors when you get home. If that makes sense, like yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I think those are a bit like flaky, though. Like they're not. Some people can't like they like the geolocation of HomeKit is not a strength of HomeKit. I would say so, really
0: because in CarPlay, yeah. like when you get home, it pops up right on the screen, and I have it set up. so CarPlay pro- pops up and prompts me to open the garage. Well, so I will ta- say
1: my. Um, I have an EVE. That was, uh, that's what I have. I, have an Eve, I have. an Eve As well as the EVE outdoor cam, I have an EVE indoor cam as like indoor security. Yeah. Um, and that one I have set to only record when I'm not at home because if I'm at home, I'm at home, right? Um, and right. it was like yeah. giving notifications away from my home. So that's based on the geolocation of HomeKit. Sometimes HomeKit randomly thinks I've left the house when I'm here. Yeah,
0: I've seen that. Yeah. yeah. So I wouldn't
1: spread. want to depend on that for my uh, door lock. If you see what I mean, so what I want, like what Home Key allows you to do, is just like like a contactless payment. You can just hold your Apple Watch up to the key and walk mm-hmm. in the door. So that's pretty interesting. But again, the UK situation uh, kind of
0: inhibits that. Yeah, what I do is like a, the CarPlay thing pops up for the garage door, and that's and you like tap the button. Yeah, I tap the button, and then I have an automation when garage door opens. There is like the door inside the garage door to the house, like in the garage, and that unlocks when the garage door opens. Because you can't, you can't do HomeKit automations for devices that allow like entry into your home, I think. Yeah, because they want
1: you to um, unlock your phone to allow it or something. It's something that yeah,
0: understand. you have to approve any automation that's going to unlock your door, open your garage. But you, what I did was just string together that automation where I approved the garage door, start of the process to also unlock the door. It works. It works well. But yeah, those August smart locks are super reliable.
1: So just in that last segment, we spoke about August and Friday, and this is the last day on, this is a Friday, the last day of August when this episode comes
0: out. Now I can't publish it on Thursday. I got I (laughs) got (laughs) away. Well, happy, happy September, happy Friday. And that's about it for this week. Yep. We'll have the iPhone season starting very, very soon. Very, very soon. I wonder what they'll be next week. I wonder if we'll see last minute leaks or if it's going to be slow. I don't know. It's different every year. It's different every year. You can find us on Apple Podcasts where you can get an ad-free version of the show for $5 a month or $50 a year. Send us feedback at happyhour at nine to You can find me on all of the great social networks, Twitter, Mastodon, Threads, and Instagram at chancehmiller, and Mayo, what about you? bees at mayo in all the places all the places all right thanks mayo bye bye, bye.